Don't put it on. What's up? This is Bruce Dillon. We tuning in with Nolazine TV at the exclusive today. Okay. So, I'm like, tell everybody where you from. I'm from the wall. Well, actually, I'm from. Metropolitan area in New Orleans. I'm actually from the Plaza, Louisiana, St. John Parish. You know what I'm saying? But I went to school in New Orleans and fuck with everybody in New Orleans, but I ain't technically from the city. Oh, so that's the Metropolitan area? That's what they call it. Oh, I ain't know that. I, 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 I sit there and think they about call, that too. I thought that was. They call yeah, it the, the metropolitan area. They call it like the New Orleans metro area. You okay. know what I'm saying? Metro New Orleans. That's why people from the Plaza might say, oh, I'm from New Orleans. People from Kenner might say, oh, I'm from New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? And, and like the West Bank is the on the grid of New Orleans. I don't know nothing about that. No, I, I remember hearing that. I'm just trying to make yeah. sure. I fuck with people on the West Bank, but I don't. You know, I don't really know too much about the West Bank like that. Oh, so the Plage Reserve and all that. The, the, Plage, the Metro. What we call the Parish, the River Parish. You know okay. what I'm saying? The Plage Reserve, Destrehan, all that shit. So like growing up in the Parish, tell everybody how it was. I'm like for you growing up. I mean, <laughs> ironically enough. Like I said, I, I'm from the parish, but everybody I knew was from the city. I went to the school in the city all my life, you know what I'm saying? I went to St. Joan of Vault. I went to uh, St. Aug, you know what I'm saying? I went did some time at Tulane. So it's like everything I ever did was in the city. And so you're not really from the parish. I just and you jumped off the porch in New Orleans, <laughs> yeah, but you was born. I was bo that's where I went home every night. I went okay. home every night to the place, you know what I'm saying? But you was outside in New Orleans. I outside in New Orleans. Yeah. And so you just like mess with the walls first. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like my people from the seventh wall, my people from the fifth wall. That's what my family is, you know what I'm saying? But I slept in the place, so I right. always got to make sure I throw that out there, you know what I'm saying? You had to leave the hood to go back home like that. <laughs> <I had to laughs> like I ain't staying back there. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy thing, you know what I'm saying? Like I understand. That. So growing up, who influenced you to to actually get on like into on like music? I just always liked music, you know what I'm saying? I can remember back when I see people. Rapping like Nas and Jay-Z, Biggie, Method Man. I used to see this shit, you know what I'm saying? Then, don't talk about when Dipset came out, you know what I'm saying? I had completely, was like, oh, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. I want to rap. I want to emulate them. And uh, when I first started with it, you know, I toyed around with it a little bit. It was more so, oh, I know how to rhyme words. And now I didn't got to the point where it's like, I could rap for real. You know what I'm saying? The substance with the flow and all of that stuff makes a difference. So I just feel like... My inspiration was from what really went on in my life and just making it come to life through music. So how did you actually come up only with your rap name? My rap name, my real yeah. name, you know what I'm saying? Well, guess what, you know you gotta ask that cause you know yeah. you got a lot of rappers well, with other people names. I used to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like when I first started rapping, I was, uh, we we dealt with Trifecta, Straight Street, that was Pascal and uh, Jonathan. Five star, what he called himself. Uh, my dog Sanchez, you know what I'm saying? We started doing that. Then I linked up with some of my partners that's not really from the parish, but like from Kenner, that I grew up with playing ball with in the playground. Like I said, I'm kind of like a mutt. I was kind of from all over the place, you know what I'm saying? So, and they, I got into the music and it was like, oh man, you got swag, you got swag on the track. I'm 18 years old, so they were like, you know, we gonna call you Swagger. So it was S-W-A-G-G-A. So I went by that name and it wasn't until I was like, it's no different from calling myself Swagger or Boss or Thug or something like that. It's like, nah, that ain't unique, I'm me.
You know what I'm saying? My name Bruce Dillon, so I'm about to go by my real name. When you hear my music, when you hear me talk, when you see my aura, you you know Bruce. You get a little insight on who I am. Okay, gotcha. So tell the world what's the average day like on like for Bruce. Uh wake up, get put <laughs> nah I'm fucking with you. Uh, see how you feel. Nah, 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 nah <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. I wake up, you know what I'm saying, get to the work. You know what first thing first, I wake up every morning, six thirty in the morning. Get to the work every day. I got my own stream of income, so I'm funding myself. So at the same time, while I'm funneling through this music, I got day-to-day -day responsibilities that I got to juggle too. So it's kind of like I'm in a blessed position in my life from using my brains to be able to say, okay, I need to create an income in order to do this music. So day-to-day, -day, Monday through Friday, I'm up 6.30 in the morning. I don't stop till 6.30 at night. Then, you know, you got to do the family thing. I got kids and shit. So it's like... I do that, then it's after eight o'clock, it's music every day, every weekend. That's what we're doing. Okay. And so speaking on having one on like income and also being a music artist, I want you to tell rappers on how important it is because you know I mean there's so many rappers don't have no source of income and they're looking for one I'm like rap daddy. Well it go back to <laughs> it go back to what I was saying and I'm and not knocking no rap, I'm not knocking nobody for what they do at all. But it go back to what I was saying initially, like if you give yourself this name and dub yourself whatever you might want to call yourself, then you embody that, you know? So it's like you might get lost. You might wake up one day and you done took the wrong drug or something and you got lost into a fantasy world. You know, you don't understand the grind and what it's got to do. And then, you know, you got a lot of people that watch stuff on TV. Like, you know, they don't understand. Yeah, Scarface was this big rich dude and he had drugs and was killing people. Now nah, you don't realize the message behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that wanted to get away so bad to get into America that he jugged somebody up just to get a green card. Then when he got his green card, he came down and he started on the corner. He did everything he had to do to get to the top. So sometimes people don't understand the grind, the message behind it. They just think, I rap, I'm a rapper. I'm a platinum selling artist, but really, I ain't got a call, you know what I'm saying? And it's like the two don't add up. You got to really be living what you talk and talking what you living, you know what I'm saying? So, like, also being one, like, father, yeah. like, like, I'm like, does that often, I'm like, make you think about, I'm like, words you actually, I'm like, put, I'm like, into one song? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I go by my real name. So, what I'm talking about come from a real place. It's not fictitious, this is not made up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to get rapping to buy a Rolex. I didn't have to get rapping to build myself a house. I didn't have to rap to do all of that. So everything that I'm talking about and kind of giving game is like, I, my kids know who I am. They know who their dad is. So the stuff I talk to them about is like, okay, you know, I get a little more graphic in my music because it's a way for me to vent. But, uh, at the same time, it's not fictitious. It's who I am. So, you know, when they get older and grow up, they're going to understand what I did, the mistakes I made, the message I'm saying. And they can ride and listen to it. And they can listen to it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, do you have any brand new like, music slash like, projects coming up? Yeah, I got something we've been working on. It's called Lakeshore Drive Vibes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, the reason I came up with that name for it is like, if you could imagine yourself and you chilling and you just reflecting on who you are or reflecting on something you want to get a vibe, you know, and you 
riding in your vehicle and you got your top dropped, that's what it is. If you're in your car, you got your air turned up and you just smoked or you just won't be in thought and you just hear good pure music, you know, the right type of beats. It give you that vibe, you know what I'm saying? But it's almost like it, it make you feel like, damn, I want to get up and go hit the lake. Damn, I want to go ride to this and it's a Sunday. It feel good outside. I want to hear some music that's just some real shit, you know what I'm saying? That's that's why I came up with the name. Right. So do you have me? I'm like features on that project. Yeah, I got some features on it. Uh, my dog Daniel Hollis. Like I said, I fuck with people from the West Bank, so I got my dog Daniel Hollis on it. Um, I got a little singer, up and coming singer named Six. That she's on it, and uh, that's pretty much it. Everything else is like, I don't want nobody to fuck up my project. You know, you know, it just that's the way to put it. You know, that's the way to put it. It's like. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you, so don't take offense to it. But the rest of that shit, man, you know. Like I said, power to everybody that rap, but it ain't for everybody. Speaking on people fucking up projects or anything like that, have you ever experienced that? Like, you know, if having one, I'm like, session, hold on. So speaking on rappers and music artists fucking up projects, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever dealt with, you know, if having one, I'm like, studio session and a person was just saying stuff like, this ain't gonna work. Yeah, but I pretty much ain't going to say it. You they ain't got to say their names. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not saying their names. I'm going to do the track, but it might not end up on the project. You get what I'm saying? So it's like I do the song and it's dap everybody up, but then I'm looking at my partner in the corner and he like, nah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all right, you know, we ain't, we ain't going to do that. It's kind of like that I mean, Instagram post when it's like, man, you're paying for a feature and they go in the studio and say, ole who? Yeah. That's what <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want that. So it's like, I ain't really, you know. And at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm not really one to sit there and say, I want to take somebody else. I want to get a feature from somebody else that's popping. And I want to get on it and say, oh, man, I know if I rap on it, I can all rap them. And I'm going to, you know, do this and do that. It's like, nah, fuck that. And we this, got shop set up yeah, over here. Yeah, well, I think if you pay for a feature, like, if I think, I'm like, both parties um, actually should go hard. Everybody should go hard. Instead you know what I'm saying? But it's just rushing it and just taking it as a. But with everything you do, like I forgot to say, you know, shout out Black and Mile. I'm doing some. He he produced some of the records on my CD on this project. Shout I'm doing. Black and Mile. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you listen to or you get these different people that's kind of got something established for themselves, and it's like, all right, you look, you you know, I could afford to do whatever. But at the same time, it's like, do you believe in it? Like, and I'm going to look you in your eyes and ask you, do you believe in what we're trying to do? Because you could get a check from anybody else, but it's like, do you believe in it? And if you believe in it, we're going to make it work. It's something, you know, that's the sweat equity that you put in it. You say, I believe in this. I ain't looking for no money. I'm looking for this to do this and this to do that. And when you get them type of relationships with people, it's like, okay, yeah, this could go. This could go. They believe in the same vision. If you don't see the vision, it's like, you know, we cool. And it ain't no personal, but this business. And in this business, if you don't see the vision, it ain't gonna work. Gotcha. So tell us what separates you. I'm like from I'm like other I'm like music artists. It's original, you know. Like I hear stuff because, like I said, I got kids, so I'll hear different artists through them. But in my vehicle, when I'm listening to music, it's more '90s hip hop, R&B. 70s, Osley Brothers, Gap Band, you know, stuff like that, SOS Band, Loose Ends. I'm not really listening to rap. So the fact that I'm not tapped in, it avoid me from sounding like anybody else. 
So being in the music industry for a while now, changing names and everything like that. <laughs> tell us what do you actually um, like enjoy about it, and tell us what do you actually um, hate about it. I hate the politics. I don't like I don't like the politics involved in it. You know what I'm saying? If I don't, I'm one of them. I'm chill, man. You know, like I won't make my music and stay out the way. That's why I never really had social media presence and all of that because it was like I'd rather just stay out the way, stay under the radar and live in reality. Not a, you know, a world of fraudulent activities, I guess you could say. Oh, cause they have a whole lot of fraudulent oh, yeah, activities, man. don't you? A whole lot of them. And you know, just like I know, you know what I'm saying? We be in the same circles. Okay. So, being from, you know, Louisiana, I'm at the Metro New Orleans. Do yeah. you feel like other music artists actually I'm like support you? I feel like, yeah, I get a lot of support, especially when I open my mouth. You know, I've been in the studio with a lot of people, a lot of different people, especially in the city, different cities. And when, you know, some, you don't have to, when you got a certain gift or you got a certain, a certain it factor, when you do something with somebody, it's like the, the rapping going to do itself. You know, I hope I'm not that person where it's like, oh, I want to get him on a CD, man. It went weak. No, it's like, I got to get him on something because he about to rip it. You know right. what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, do you feel like you have to move out of Louisiana, period? I mean, once your music career actually, I mean, reach a certain milestone? Nah. I don't have, I, you know, I don't look at it like I, I love my city. My parents here, my kids here. Uh, my family here, my friends here, people I grew up with here, my, my high school here that I support. Uh, I don't see why I would have to leave. I don't have any enemies. I don't have anybody that would want to wish me ill will. And uh, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, I, 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 I got a relationship with God. So it's like me having that type of relationship, I don't, I'm not worried about nobody or what's going to go on. I'm not worried about that. Right. But you know, as soon as you know, as soon as you um, sign that big deal, and you know, just people come out the woodwork. <laughs> come out the woodwork. <laughs> just hating, you know saying all kinds of stuff. Like, damn, man, know we have had a problem. Yeah, it, that happens. But I mean, like I said, uh, the fact that I live in reality, I've never had it happen to me. Because if you know me, you know me. If you don't, everything you're going to do is come up with some kind of, I heard this, I heard that. You got to believe half of what you see and none like, of what Most you people heard. who actually build something against you heard it from someone else. They don't technically know yeah, but th that's why I say you got to believe half of <laughs> yeah. you see, none of what you hear, because you got to look at that source, you know what I'm saying? You look at the source and see where it's coming from. It's like, is that true? What's what's the integrity of that person? What what could have really happened? What's the side of that story? That's why you ain't going to see me talking bad about nobody or gossiping about nobody. Because you don't know, you know what I'm saying? You don't know who know who. Right. Oh, who can't do? We in the wall. This small. Gotcha. So... New Orleans go as well. Do you feel like DJs, promoters, blogs, etc., etc., do you feel like they can do a better job in like breaking artist music? I feel like people can point the finger at DJs or blogs or whatever they want to point the finger at, but at the end of the day, you got to have that mentality of I just got a boat. I just drove it to the island. I don't know nobody on that island. Well, I got off that island, I turned around and I set that bitch on fire. So ain't no way back but to take over where you going. So at the same time, you can't point the finger at a, a DJ or other artists or a blog or any of that to dictate or determine your future. You know, you got to just burn the boat down. So I'm not looking for nobody to break me. I'm looking to have a relationship that I have and let the music speak for itself. Let the people decide. 
I have another um, question for New Orleans, though. Like, uh -huh. do you feel like, you know, as a music artist, you have to, I'm like, caters, I'm like, sometimes, I'm like, to the, I'm like, New Orleans, I'm like, culture for its bounce, for that old sound, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's always fun to experiment with different sounds, especially being from the Creole cockpit. You know, you got jazz started here, you had swing, you had all kind of stuff that started and originated from here. Biggest artists in the industry tapped in. A lot of artists tap in to get the culture from New Orleans. I mean, it's fun to experiment it, but as far as like catering, I think that if you try to cater to a certain sound that sounds good for a certain city, then you ultimately boxed yourself in before you even got a chance to expand. So it's it's all about having fun and experimenting, but I wouldn't use the word cater. Okay. So how do you feel about artists coming here and actually just, and just take it from our culture? I feel and not, like, and not giving no shout outs or giving I proper like, credit. I feel like it's for the artists, like me, you know what I'm saying? I, I get that opportunity to speak and have my narrative heard. It's like, I know I plan on putting it into that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because if you go other places, it's like, oh, they took that swag and oh, they took that swag. But if we ain't got no strong togetherness, then yeah, they're going to come here. It's just like the, the Europeans did the Indians. They ain't have no structure. They didn't have no guns. You know what I'm saying? The, the, they shooting spears and shit. The Europeans come over here and brought all that, but they brought disease. So the disease ain't got to be a physical or a sickness or something like that. They come and steal our culture and bringing diseases here. You know what I'm saying? You making it like, and when I say disease, I'm talking about culture vultures. You know, they leaving that stink of they created it or if it comes from them or just basically taking our element and we letting them do it. Because we don't have no organization and no structure. But if we and did that... I also that, feel like we don't have no real like, gatekeepers yet. Like, when I say gatekeepers, I mean like people who... People who like the industry actually I'm like tap in with down here and be like, no, you need to get that person that credit for that. Or no, you need to, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. like in... It could like, it just say Houston. And if anybody take any culture from Houston... Jay Prince gonna step up and he say something. Step up and say if something. you take anything from I'm like Detroit, you got Trick Trick gonna say something about it. You have Miami, you got Trick Daddy or like maybe Luke. And it's cause it was an understanding. You see, New Orleans got the music scene and rap, and we we know, we ain't gotta say who, but we know who the big names that blew New Orleans up. Right. We also know that they was separate and divided. We know that from from the beginning. From the beginning. We know that out of their mouth. We know that from stories that they've told, the big dogs from those areas or from those circles. sets or circles, whatever you want to call it. They they established that poison of if you're not with us, you're against us. So New Orleans got a problem of saying almost making. You remember back when they used to break dance and skate? They, they were skating, break dance yeah. and do all that, but they were really gangs. So it was like, oh, if you ain't skating with us, then we don't we don't like how you skate. So it's like with rap, it's almost the same thing. It's like I rap, but I rap repping this set, or I rap, but I rap repping this set. So I can't like you because it's a gang. It's not really we both rap. Let's come together because we from the same place and make it pop. It's almost like if you see a whole uh, school or a whole city that has a big college. Say you got a big name star coming from here that wants to go play at LSU. Everybody gonna try to get them at LSU. But here, it's like, oh no, we don't, you, you're not from Baton Rouge, you're from New Orleans. So you gotta go to UNO. You can't come to LSU. All right, it's crazy. 
I get you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's like crazy like that. So has there ever been one point in your music career? I mean, you just want to give up? Uh, yeah, man. You know, we had I had a nice little buzz going 2015-16. You uh, you know, it was around the time when you was first getting your thing going. So you familiar with what was going on? And we I had the truck fit sponsorship. They was taking care of everything. I had the stamp from Fee Banks with Good Money Global on all my old videos on YouTube. Uh, I had DJ Khaled, Vlad, uh, Charlamagne the God. Good music all day. Two dope boys. And you name the blogs I was on. And then my partner get killed. And when he got killed, it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to say the name Irvin Robinson. You know, we call him G-Boy. That's my dog forever. He got made gang tatted on him just like me. And uh, when he passed away, it was like, I don't even want to do this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? Because I started doing it with him. You know, like I go back to telling you the name Swagger. That came from him. So it was like, he rapped, and then I started playing with it, and he was like, oh, no, you can really rap to the point where I'm not going to rap no more. I'm just about to make sure you stay focused and rap. But when you lose him, it's like, now what? If you lost, I'm like a little I'm a motivational piece. That you yeah, I, I lost my other half, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I ain't have that push or nobody to say, here, let's do this, or nobody to go out there and be that strong voice like, no, you going to listen to him. It's not like a timid, uh, man, you need to check my partner out. It's like, nah, you're going to listen to my partner and you're going to like it. And when you lose that force or that motivation, it just had me to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm good. But like I said, going to St. Aug, I had my partner Skip. that be dancing. You know, everybody know Game Over Skip. And he had a song that we did called Why that we made back in 2017. It's actually still on the radio right now. And it made me get the relationship with Big Chew. Shout and out we, Big Chew. Yeah. It's his ear right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we came out <laughs> and we made it all, we made it happen. And you know, Chew basically took over that G-Boy role of, dog, you got so much talent, you know what I'm saying, you need to do this. And you mix that with people that used to know what I was doing with rapping, Kid Kid, uh, Raw D.I., who I was, did music with both of them. And they'll see me randomly and say, what you doing with the music? You know what I'm saying? I understand everything good with you. I see you looking good, but what's happening with the music? You know, they got some people that's got an it factor, and you one of them, dog. So when you start hearing that in your ear, and you got certain people that's trying to pull it out, I feel like that's my partner just working through everybody. Like, I ain't here, but I'm still going to make sure you focus because I'm bringing the right people around you to get your mind focused and get back on this music. Then, you know, I had a personal uh, conversation with Rod Smooth. Shout out Rod Smooth. And me and him talked about a lot of stuff, and he, he gave me that motivation to say, you know what, you right. But at the same time, it's not going to just be about rhyming words. I'm taking it serious to the point of what I went through, you know, what I experienced. Ain't too many people dabbled in what I dabbled in, but came from the suburbs, white neighborhood. Both my parents in the household, parents had, went to private school, had some things that made me that drastically turned my life. You know, I had a kid at 17. So it was different things I had to do to adapt, to feel like- you've been going wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, you know what I'm so it's like, I had to do what I had to do to make sure that baby could eat, you know? So right. I tapped in and dabbled in different things, but it came back full circle because if it wasn't for some of the lessons that I would have learned in the streets, quote unquote, 
and bringing it together from what I learned from where I was from and just brought it all together, created a life experience and a person that you see now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Well-versed in whatever you want to talk about. Gotcha. So tell us, I'm like, what's next for you? If do you plan on, on starting your own label, if it have big features, um, you know, dropping merch, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not going to sit on this camera and lie. The plan is we taking it as it go, you know? So it's like, we starting out with this project. We got, like I said, we got a lot working behind the scenes right now. So it's going to seem like where it's coming from. It's just hitting with a blitz. It's because we stockpiling ammo right now. So when it do drop, it's just, it ain't going to stop. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to keep flooding the floodgates, going to open up. And like I said, if history show anything, we know what's going to happen and we know how fast it's going to happen. Okay. And also, last but not least, tell everybody, I'm like, what can they find you on social media and just other music platforms? Uh, Real Bruce Dillon Instagram. That's the Real Bruce Dillon. Uh, YouTube, Bruce Dillon YouTube channel. Check me out right there, you know what I'm saying? Other than that, you see me out, just holler. Hop it all right, we done. All right.